Hey guys, just another quick reminder, there is a Cy Learned It Up on the Patreon from a week ago. We're going to do another bonus episode next week, and then another Cy Learned It after that. We are back in the swing of making stuff for Patreon. Uh, get signed up, and you only get charged when we make a actual piece of bonus content, like a full episode. All the other stuff, the fun little stuff you get for free. Go sign up, patreon.com slash MOS. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Thank you for coming back, people of Philadelphia. I don't know if I mentioned this. Thanks a lot for being fantastic. And across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. Hey everybody, Cy Amundsen here. I was sick earlier this week, and I didn't think I was going to do the podcast. It's great to be here. <laughs> now, were you sick? Were you sick enough to go to a Taco Bell and frighten teenagers, or were you just kind of sick? I was, uh, I got some stomach bug. I got one of those 24 hour. That sounds like a skeet song. Well, I, I got, got me a stomach, stomach bug, bug <laughs> and he's creepy crawling around. I got, I got one of those. You ever had one of those short lived like stomach bugs? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think everyone has. So Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday morning, I was like, I feel like a guy. I'm just a guy out here being a person. Yeah. And then Tuesday at like four o'clock, I was like, hey, my bones feel like they weigh a thousand pounds. Is that normal? And then Tuesday at 630, I was like, hey, I am so nauseous. I can barely move. And then that continued until 330 in the morning. And the next day, very tired the next day, but I was back to being fine. And the only reason I bring all this up is because Jenna, here's how Jenna handled that. She's a champ, you know, supportive. I think we're both supportive of one another when something happens, right? Jenna, 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 can't you see? Sometimes your love just hypnotize me. So, I got a Jenna song now. Oh, I'm excited. Well, I got to tell you, that isn't a relevant use of this song because, <laughs> I mean, I suppose maybe hypnotize works because that you feel dizzy and then nauseous. But I'm I'm upstairs, Jenna's like making sure I'm okay, and then a couple hours into me being nauseous, again, it's that sort of nauseous where you're right on the edge of it. You're like, okay. just I just want it, I just want to puke and be done with this, right? Yeah. And but there was nothing coming. And so she goes downstairs to have dinner. And there are plenty of options. Okay. We did not have one thing in the freezer. She pulls out a TV dinner that was broccoli, peppers, and I'm assuming dog shit. It was, yeah. broccoli is the worst. It was so, she come up here, she goes, well, that smells kind of bad. And I just, I can't escape it. So I am yeah. physically dealing with a stomach bug. And I, I think I would rather be in a Wendy's dumpster than my house. It was outrageous. Isaac was younger, like baby. We we're still feeding him from a bottle. And his mother had a stomach bug. I also caught the stomach bug. And so, you know, I told, I told her, I was like, don't worry about it. I feel fine. 
I'll just go down and feed him. And we used to uh, freeze her breast milk in ice cube trays, and then we'd warm it up so he could actually have whatever, you know, breast milk. And I threw the feeding towel over my shoulder, and it was like a rancid, oh, old milk no, smell. No, no, no. And I, I carried him like a running back on the goal line. Not for the Vikings, but a running back from any other team on the goal line, protecting the ball. I, ha- I had him covered in my stomach and chest, and I leaned over him and just was barf city all over the toilet. I mean, it, it was so crazy how fast it happened. And I thought I was fine. And then that smell got me. So I'm hoping that this story ends with the broccoli getting you because there's no worse feeling than having to puke, but nothing's coming up. It's like a 15 year old boy that's masturbated 12 times in one day. And he's just like, I don't know. It's mom, what's happening? My balls hurt and my dick is dry heaving. I mean, it's, it's no place for a human being to be. Well, bummer. I didn't. It, that was the problem. Uh, that was the problem. So from about 8.30 at night to 3.30 in the morning, I've never had a stomach bug because I had a little temperature, but I've never had, anytime I've ever had a stomach bug, I haven't been sick a lot in my life, but anytime I've ever had oh, one. Oh, hold on. Listener, I think he's talking about stomach bugs only. You can't say I haven't been sick a lot in my life. Now, I, I mean, I mean, I mean here's, here's what I will say. I think I can say, yeah, did I get this weird autoimmune disease that no one could figure out? So I've been sick for a while. Yes. But historically, you know this, pretty healthy guy. Sure. Yeah, that, that, that's true. And you texted me. You were like, hey, I think I have COVID. I thought it was because it was COVID. My, when my dad got COVID, he got a little bit of the tummy rumbles. So I thought I had a little bit of the COVID cove. Nope. Right. And then so you you texted me. You were your I'm assuming your thought process was let me let me text my rational, my most rational friend. Mm-hmm. No no OCD. Right. Let me talk let me talk to somebody like that. And then you texted me and I immediately come back with what are the symptoms? You said my I feel like I have to puke. I'm very nauseous. And I was like, dude, not COVID. Don't even worry about it. now. I'm telling you this. With no medical knowledge, none whatsoever, no anything, because nobody really knows what the symptoms are, because it just seems to keep changing. Yep. But I'm, I, anytime somebody goes, "Oh man, I think I have COVID," I always go, "Uh uh-uh. uh, no, nope, you don't. It's just something else. Maybe you wiped out on your skateboard. Is that could that be?" I'm always throwing other options out, dude. It to go from eight thirty at night to three thirty in the morning, feeling like you have to puke, but not being able to puke, and having to smell jenna's shit broccoli casserole the entire because it's brutal we have an open floor plan and it just comes up and it just at one point i was sitting in the bathroom with the fan on and the window open and it was permeating the door and it's you know when you're sensitive to smells everything mm-hmm. becomes always i don't we've started this show on a very gross path and so i'm going to take with you know i'm going to take it a little further because when you said that thing about I'm isaac So one of my lifelong best friends, when their uh, oldest kid, Addie, was a baby. And this is, God, this is, she just turned 16. This is like 16 years ago, right? They live in this little house in North Minneapolis, kitchen, living room, dining room. They're all basically one long little hallway. There's not a lot of space. They're feeding Addie. And Addie gets diarrhea. Mm -hmm. And... 
baby when you're like running into first and your pants begin to burst diarrhea and it's this is such a bummer but it's anybody who's been around children like it's coming out the sides it's like uh-oh mm. running down the high chair coming down the sides <laughs> so immediately uh eric and wendy are like having like they're almost gagging themselves that's a rough situation so yeah. they go upstairs they, they give her they take her upstairs and then eric comes back downstairs to clean up and their dog had gone after it and cleaned it up himself it's a and great dog man's best is, friend dude that is just the concept of him listening to him describe his because like i guess you're happy you don't have to clean it up but his emotional and physical reaction to seeing yeah. what had happened and understanding <laughs> what just took place. Like the dog that he pets and hugs just slurped up that toddler's mess. Like that is, I think that was really, really rough on him. That's some shit that you shove so far down. Yeah. That people go, you know, like his wife would go, hey, do you remember that? And he goes, no, I don't. And then, and then right. f 50 years in the future, he has diarrhea as an old man and just starts screaming, save the dogs, save the dogs. I mean, it's, that's some shit that ruins you. Yeah, you have to bury that. You have to bury that and compartmentalize it and move yeah. it away because that'll eat away at you. I will say that baby shit isn't like adult shit. I mean, it's like it's going through a super filtration system because you're not sure. putting a lot of food in a baby. And so a baby's body knows it has to pull every single thing out of there. And so I think you know, it's like mustard shit. But I remember I used to pick up my kids from a nap and I would always go ankles. I would put their ankles in between my fingers and then I would pick up the back of their head to be safe. And there were a couple times where I just smushed shit on the back of their head because they had had a blowout that went all the way through their onesie it's like i think your assholes aimed the wrong way it's like up your somehow your assholes aimed up your back it's the craziest thing in the world yeah it's funny it's you basically you lifted your kids out of a nap the way somebody's like oh we got a turkey to make for thanksgiving here <laughs> yes exactly yeah uh, well, we don't need any stuffing. It's out of stuffing. Can I ask you a question? Here, here, well, yeah. here's what I want to do. Because I want to ask you about something that you said okay. in there. But I think it's really hard to go from the topic we were just on to the yeah. topic that we're about to be on. Let's do it. So I'm going to do, do a chaser here. I'm going to cleanse everything. Ch Chad, what's your favorite song to listen to right now? Oh, is this like when you eat ginger when you're at a sushi place? I'm just trying to, yep, I'm trying to wash it out. What's your favorite song to listen to right now? My favorite song to listen to right now is Rock This Town by the Stray Cats. Okay. I've, I've had that thing going great. quite a bit. Okay. I'm going to go with Frankie's Gun by the Felice Brothers. It's a good song mm. if you haven't heard it. Uh, okay. I, I'm very much into it. Okay. Are we all in a different place now? <laughs> when do you remember the first time you masturbated? Uh, I do. Yeah. I do. So let me give you some context here. When you said that thing about the kid pumping yeah. and gunning 12 times, sure. it reminded me of a conversation I had this week. And this is you know, pertinent to you, I was talking to someone about, uh, you know, just having a conversation about sperm donors and stuff like that. 
-hmm. And he had had a friend of mine, he's had a vasectomy. Okay. And like like the chattels. And yeah. he said that when he did it, he must have walked around a little too much. And okay. he wound up with elephantitis size, like all of a sudden, like, oh no, should I call something? Why are all those parts down there bloated in that way? So I think- Yeah, they get swollen, yeah. Yeah, is that, uh, did, did you deal with that? Did you deal with a, nope. uh-oh? Nope. No, I, I sat on a bag of peas nonstop. I mean, it was as soon as I couldn't feel the cold, I would go get a new bag of peas, put the old bag in the freezer, and I would just keep rotating. Is that what you're there supposed to no do? Yeah, I mean, obviously not the whole time because you can get frostbite. Like I gave myself frostbite on my ankle that one time. But um, but yeah, you, you can. So it's like 15 minutes on, 15 minutes off kind of a deal. But you don't use heat. Clearly, it's not like one of those things. But yeah, and I, I didn't have any problems. I mean, I've seen I've seen people where they look like the you know, the prize winning pig at the Iowa State Fair right. just laying on two bean bags. You're like, oh, that's comfortable. He's got pit. those are his balls. I'm looking at pig balls. Awesome. <laughs> I have uh, I have another friend who they did. He and all his friends did it at the same time and they did it. They called a vasectomy it, pack. Yeah, they did a vasectomy pack. They called it March Sadness. They all did it uh, <laughs> the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. And so they all did it so they could sit there and watch the tournament the whole time. And then did they also call it a January Jubilee when there wasn't a baby nine months later? <laughs> Do you remember the first time you masturbated? Yeah, you already asked me that and I said yes. Do you have any, is there anything, do you have any, anything to add? Is there, it's just like, oh, I tried it and it was the end. Well, <clears throat> I think I woke up during a wet dream during mm. nocturnal emissions mm. because I thought I had to pee. So when when I have to pee uh, in my dream, I always am at the Fergus Falls movie theater, the the Westridge Twins. Really, cinema. you have a you have a reoccurring I have to pee dream. Yeah, and it's I'm trying to get back into the theater to see the movie. And I'm just sitting over the urinal and I can't pee, but it's because my body's like, dude, you're sleeping. Don't let go. We do not need another magnesium New York City hotel room situation. And so I always have that one. And I was having it. That's when it started for this nocturnal emissions deal, this wet dream. And so I woke up in the middle of it because I thought I had to pee. And I was like, not peeing. I was kerplushing, if you will. Okay. And and so then the, so then I thought that felt incredible. So sure, because you out, were awake I need to for figure it. out how to do that. I need to figure out how to have a wet awake. And so uh so then I did. And I had some <laughs> I tried some pretty interesting techniques. A wet uh, awake is maybe my oh, yeah. favorite way to describe <laughs> masturbating I've ever heard. Yeah, they have a sandwich in Buffalo, New York called a, a roast beef on wet. And Oof. it's it just sounds disgusting, but it's yeah. a great sandwich. But so, yeah, so I, I remember and there's some weird techniques to the point where uh, I did have uh, what I like to call sock burn. Interesting. Yeah. That's yeah, where this is going. Okay. Well, not exactly, but like the, so I don't know why my... 
you speaking of compartmentalizing and blocking stuff out mm-hmm. so i had uh i had a lot of my folks were teachers and then they ran a resort in the summertime as we've discussed right. 1 million times but so in the summertime you know when you when you're in your normal town a lot of your kids are your same age when your parents right. run a resort you're friends with just whoever's there and a lot of the kids were older than me and so a lot of my friends i was like a 10 11 12 year old kid hanging out with 16 17 18 year olds right and they i remember they had started talking about masturbating and when you're a kid and you're hanging out with older kids you don't want to be you're like you know what master you know you know right so i'm like oh totally yeah yeah because it feels amazing i love it i love it so much never done it right <laughs> And so <laughs> I was, uh, I can tell you, I was at a church lock-in playing strip poker and I was playing with much older kids because I wanted to see boobs. And so sure. I was like, yeah, I'm willing Good to move. do this. And I was down to just my underwear and I saw this kid, Mark, take his t-shirt off and I saw armpit hair and I was like, oh no. I am above my pay grade in this game because I am a hairless kitty. And I was like, hey, guys, uh, I'm out. Thank you so much. And they were like, no, you got to stay. And I'm like, please trust me, I don't. And I like gathered up my shit and ran out of what was the next morning to be a Sunday school classroom uh, that we were playing the strip poker. And dude, church lock-ins, whatever. I've said it a million times, but that's crazy. Okay, so as a parent, you have to know Two things. One, what better way to become the world's greatest poker player than being prepubescent in a game of strip poker and realizing it partway through like, oh, I might have to show my stuff. That's just the origin story of like Phil Hellmuth and all those guys. Like you're one of those guys now. Yeah, it just looks like a mushroom growing out of a sidewalk. You're like, oh, this this is a weird look. <laughs> Secondly, you're exactly right. As a parent, I think parents are like, yeah, our kids are doing great. We sent them to a church lock-in. You're like, right. I, did you forget about church lock-ins? Like, <laughs> church lock-in, no, no kids, like, none of the bad kids wanted to go to church. But everybody wanted to go to like Sunday school or, to, you know, church school because you got out of school school and yeah. lock-ins. Lock-ins are like, okay, so there's a hundred kids and Jeff and Tracy are in charge of every, just those yeah. two. This is right. a huge building. You know how many rooms <laughs> are in this building? We can do whatever we want. It was always weird. And they never took like a 10-minute roll call. That's what I would do. If I was a fucking uh, chaperone at a church lock-in, I'd be like, every 10 minutes, all right, we're doing another numbers check. I am not going to deal with this. We do not need a second immaculate conception coming out of this church lock-in because they bought it when it was Mary, but I think that's a little fucking old school. No one's going to believe it this time. We had, there was a wheelchair in our, like, that was, that was the least concerning thing that happened at ours, that kids found the wheelchair and started trying to do tricks on and around the stairs. And that's the stuff that I remember the youth pastor like, Hey, 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 that's not what this is about. No, we don't do that. And you're like, Oh man, if you knew the conversations that were happening here this evening, uh-oh. Yeah, we're about to go Lord of the Flies. As soon as you fall asleep, youth pastor, I don't know how you like your neck being connected, but it's not going to be after this. We said pepperoni pizza, motherfucker. Not everybody likes just cheese. 
I mean, you get really aggressive. Man, the best. I remember I was at a church lock, and they used to do them at the local YMCA. You get locked in all night at the YMCA. Yes. And that's yep. as good as it. You want me to play by the rules at a lock-in? Put me in a YMCA because you're like, I have access to the pool and the basketball court all right. night long. I That makes me, I know not some kids. Some kids are still like, let's light stuff on fire. But I'm that now makes me just like a kid kid. Yeah, I was grounded in seventh grade still from what I had done in sixth grade. So I was still grounded in seventh grade, the beginning of uh, the first part of the school year. And uh, for those of you that are just joining us, I was uh, playing Foursquare. I pantsed a kid. I lied about it. I had two other people lie about it. And then I got a bunch of detention. doesn't matter. The point is this. I didn't get to go to the YMCA all school lock in. And then I come back to seventh grade, found out there were a bunch of people having sex. Sexual intercourse in seventh grade. Can you Whoa. even imagine? And if you're listening and you had sex in seventh grade, whatever. But it's like, it's just like, I, could, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Who did? Who had sex? Because they got caught. They got caught by other kids. I can't imagine. I'm sure there are people out there who lost their virginity in seventh grade. I don't, I'm at, in, in, in junior high. I don't know that that's... I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know that it's horribly uncommon. It feels young to me. I don't think me, it is either. It but that, feels very young, especially you don't know what you're doing. Dude, I, yeah, I, can't, I can't imagine. I can't, given the outrageously late age that I lost my virginity. 27, yeah. And how that's a little too old. And I can't. I, like, I, I remember doing this and I, even losing my virginity at that late age. I was like, it's going to take a while until I'm good at this. I can't imagine, yeah. but maybe you get a head start and you get good. But what if you peak? What if you peak early? I don't know. There's a lot of risk. There's a lot of risk in junior high sex. Who am I becoming? Should I run for Senate? No. Yeah. I mean, you are becoming a boring old man that wants to make rules that only uh, because like he couldn't fuck well. So he makes. No, a here's the thing. I'm, don't put me on that. I'm I don't care when anybody has sex. I'm. I'm, as we've discovered, I'm very sex positive, but I'm saying <laughs> it can't, sex can't be good in the seventh grade. Yeah, no kidding. It's like, I mean, what are the conversations leading up to it? No wonder people get pregnant the first time because they're just sitting there kissing and then all of a sudden, hey, what'd you get for number 14 in pre-algebra? And then you just barely touch your tip in and all of a sudden you have a baby because <laughs> you just like, ah, I, I, ah. So the first time I masturbated. Okay. Older kids were talking about it. I was like, I can't be left in the dust. I felt like the only guy without a leather jacket, right? I have sure. to, yeah. <laughs> I have to, this, this thing they're talking about, I need to get, I need to get with it so I can feel like I'm part of the crew. Yeah. And I mean, this is pre any relevant internet. This is okay. like, there's no, you have no access to anything. So I know this sounds silly when I say it, but I have no concept of masturbation. The only thing I do is I think at one point I saw somebody like do the hand jerking motion. Sure. But I have no, all I know is like contextually from the conversation, because it's not like they're like, hey, and so this is how I masturbate. Those aren't the conversations being had. And yeah. so all you know is that if you cause some sort of friction to your to right. your to your guy that this this thing that they're talking about is going to happen 
Yeah, I mean, if listen, if you believe in creation, good for you, whatever. But um, if you don't believe in evolution, and and you don't think that we came from monkeys, watch it. Watch a kid masturbate for the first time. Best of luck to you. You may as well be picking fleas out of his girlfriend's hair and eating them. And I will say, no matter what you believe, please don't watch a kid masturbate for the first time. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I... Now, I'm going to say this. If you believe in creation, <laughs> if you believe in creation because you heard it at a Catholic church, there's a good chance you've already seen it. <laughs> Anyways, keep going. <laughs> so How you like that, Joel? I didn't apologize. I doubled down, you little bitch. So, the <laughs> so I take to my private area in my room... And I've got to be real strategic, right? Because I share a room, you know, up at the cabin. It's my brother and I share a room. So I got, I got to, oh, he's out fishing. He'll be out a while. I got some time, right? Because this is going to be a, a process, I'm assuming. And I thought of this all because the person who was telling me about their vasectomy was talking about their swollen balls okay, and genital area. But I didn't, super embarrassing, but I didn't understand the most basic concept of. <laughs> I, I think I know where this is headed and I'm so excited. I can't imagine you do. Uh, I didn't understand the most basic concept of penis go in hole, therefore make a hole out of your hand and surround penis. Yeah. I just knew it needed some sort of friction. And so the mm -hmm. first time I masturbated, I kind of held my penis like you would hold a pencil, you know, like with oh, the yeah, like chopsticks. Like, yeah, kind of <laughs> like on so like I have a hold of it, uh, and I'm I've never been more glad that we don't do video as I as I display one hand holding my other pointer finger to you this way. This is a bummer yeah, for no, both I'm of us. Yeah, I'm grossed out. I'm glad no one else can see it. So I but I held it like it was a very lopsided hold. It was one side. Right. And also, if if you ha if you're holding your dick and it's a number two pencil, that's from uh, that's from anal. So, I do the deed, and we finish. And the first time you do it, and you finish, you're like, and you wreck. You're like, that's a thing. That's a, that's all I have to do is that for that. It's mm -hmm. it's a different. This is like the world hath changed in a very dramatic way. You're like, yeah. why aren't you guys talking about this all the time? I'm, I'm almost worried that I can't be friends with them anymore, so I won't play it cool. Like, should we just talk about it all the time? Yeah, the, the first time that you masturbate, and have, I don't know if it's like this for girls, but for a lot of guys, we're pace afterwards. It's just there. We didn't know, we didn't know what was going to happen. So it's somewhere not not taken care of. It is out in the open. It's out in the wild. We're pacing around our room wondering if we have to have like one of those detective boards with yeah. strings going to different pictures trying to figure out like where am I going to put this? How am I going to do this with no one finding out? This is so crazy to me. I mean, I so when I would do that as a youngster, it was to I I mean, I would just get boners. Sure. Right? So they would, my dick would be like, hey, I think this is an old Eddie Murphy joke, but it's like, what's going on up here? And so that would happen. And, and so I would do it to deter future boners. Because if I didn't take care of it, I would just keep getting these 
these boners. And so I didn't want them. I was wearing basketball shorts a bunch. You always have to be a hero in everything. It can never just be masturbating. It's always like I was solving a problem. When I no, was no, a no. maniac child who jerked off, I, I, saw, I saw a clear... You're even in this story. You're Robin Hood. I saw a clear problem. <laughs> I, the people can't deal with this many boners from me. I have to take care of it. Time out. I'm not saying it didn't feel good. I'm just <laughs> saying it wasn't for the people. It was for me. I don't want all of a sudden to have a boner through basketball shorts. So I would, I was, I remember I was in California and this isn't going to be great, <laughs> but I was teaching. I was, I was going around uh, teaching Bible, Bible school in parks, right? I was teaching these four or five year old kids. Oh my god! No, no timeout. I was just out. That's why I was in California. Okay. Over. I thought you were going to be like an in between lessons. Oh come on! So well, you started out with this isn't going to be great, and And we're pretty down. We're we're at like minute thirty of a not very great episode between the two of us. So so many people have turned this off. Yes. So, but I'm telling a story about being turned on. So I, I. I'm at, we're watching a movie at one of the pastors of the church's apartment, right? We had just been out and there, it's just a bunch of dudes hanging out. And so <laughs> I'm watching the movie. Nothing good is happening on the movie. It's at a pastor's house on a pastor's TV. <laughs> Was it McGee even, and me? There, well, yeah, there wasn't even kissing. Do you remember so, McGee and me? I don't. Somebody For uh, maybe 5% of our audience who went to like Lutheran churches, they're going to be like, McGee and me. Got it. Was this guy, it was a kid who had a cartoon best friend, a little cartoon guy. I think his oh. name was McGee. I don't know which one was McGee. But man, on the days that we didn't have to learn church stuff and we got to watch McGee and me, which technically they thought taught us stuff, those were good days. We loved McGee and me. I don't know anything about McGee and me, but I did turn the day I'm talking about into Magoo and me. <laughs> so we're watching this movie. I don't know why, but all of a sudden, fwing boner teenage boner comes out and so i go well, i should handle this so i go into the bathroom and i'm trying all these different <laughs> deals i'm not trying all these different techniques right what and, does that uh, even no- mean nothing's working i mean i don't want to get too crazy, no i don't i don't i take the yeah. question back yeah thank you and so i come out of the bathroom and everyone's staring at me and i didn't realize how long it had been and everyone's like, are you okay? And then one of the guys runs into the bathroom, door open. So he's in the doorway, takes a huge inhale, turns around and goes, told you, jerking off. And I was like, oh, no. I should have bagged up some dog shit from earlier and put it in there or something. <laughs> yeah, so I got busted on a church trip. Oh, man. And they let you live that down. That feels like something kids would be brutal about for a really long time. No, everybody was pretty cool about it. I mean, my I did not have great friends growing up. They had a nickname me Pastor Jack and they would have just ridiculed me (laughs) until I would have asked to be transferred schools. (laughs) No, I was pretty lucky. That is not great. Uh, There is an end to my story. Okay. Uh, so I didn't, obviously I did the, I held it weird. Oh, so you know. you're talking, your story, we're talking about summertime. Yeah. The first time. Turned summertime, into summertime. first time. Yeah. Holding yeah. it like a pencil, 
yep. not knowing what you're doing, but it worked, and you're like, oh my gosh, everything's new. I'm a new. Welcome to the, my new life. And the, but because it was such a focused area, I was holding it that like 20, 30 minutes later, I went to go to the bathroom and it had swollen up in that area. Oh, yeah. Yes. Just in that exact area, just this big swollen lump. And I thought, I was like, and again, everything's new. You don't know anything. And now I'm like, oh no, did I ruin my penis? <laughs> did I, do I not know what I'm like? And I just went into, and what do you do in that moment? I just, it was all, I sat there and just kind of waited it out and yeah. everything did turn out all right. But there was that moment like, am I going to have to tell my dad? Am I going to have to ask the older kids? Hey, do you guys get a lump afterwards? Like it was fucking brutal. It would be it would be tough to after that glorious moment to walk into the bathroom, take your pants down and realize that your dick looks like a snake that ate a goat. <laughs> I mean just um this doesn't look normal. <laughs> Yeah, like the world's smallest snake ate the world's smallest goat. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, of course, of course. The uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was my first time. Um, so this is uh, I'm gonna call this a segue because I believe it to be, but talk about you know teenage boys. And uh, their their insecurities and and stuff like that and sexual stuff. I was just out visiting Olivia. By the way, I went to uh, just quickly Nicole and John's big big fans of the podcast and 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 friends. Uh, we I went out to their place because cooking for comedians is um, is Nicole's uh, Instagram. Instagram thing. Yep, and she always has these beautiful dishes. And I went there and. It was so unbelievable. Like you see these pictures and you don't think, you think, oh, okay, nobody ate that because you don't eat stuff that looks that good. Sure. It was fucking crazy. It was all fresh. She was picking shit out of her garden. I mean, so kudos. Thank you for having me. Um, it was it was a blast of a day. So I'm out visiting Olivia and they're talking about Halloween parties. And I go, mm -hmm. oh, cool. I go, what Olivia, what are you going to go as? And she tells me, you know, I'm going as Bethany Hamilton. She just loves the surfing aspect and soul sure. surfer. And then I ask her boyfriend, I go, what are you going as? And he goes, oh, I, I can't go. And I go, what do you mean you can't go? Do you have class or something? And he goes, no, it's just um, the fraternities here. And then and I don't think he told me, but uh, Olivia's roommate told me that the fraternities, if you are a girl, any girl can go to these frat parties, any girl. But in order to go to the frat party as a guy, you have to be a member of that frat. Hmm. So these these boys are essentially eliminating competition. All of the competition. I mean, this is probably how racism started. It's like just to just that thought of, well, if we don't let anybody else do anything, we can we'll be the doers. I mean, <laughs> I, I think about these poor boys in this frat. It's like your fucking family is already financing your friends at a private school. And now you have to put this on top of it. This is not a good look, right? Yeah. Your ugly rich dad fucked your face job mom. 
your facelift mom. And mm. now you look like this. Of course you do. Cause that's how genetics works. A fucking facelift doesn't fix genes, dude. <laughs> so, so now you look like this and that's, I'm sorry, but that's how life works. But fucking form a personality. Do what the rest of us had to do and figure out how to tell a fucking joke or be nice. But instead what they do is they just follow this path of, of self-destruction and they don't let other dudes in. So they have essentially, you have all these women, right? You have, you have the girl that you probably should end up with, right? Because sure. of personalities and, and whatever else. But now they don't get a crack at you. Because all the better, seemingly better looking girls have no one to dance with except your, your financed friend self. I mean, I just like, it blows my mind that they wouldn't let other guys in to have fun, to respect. I couldn't imagine going to that school and seeing a kid in a frat where I couldn't go to his party because I had a dick and have any respect for that kid. Zero right. respect. I would be like, oh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, not so easy on the outside of your frat house, is it? Because here I am, here I am talking to this girl and she's not talking to you, but it's because we're not in your frat house, you fucking bitch. I would <laughs> lose my mind. I would, I would, if I was a dude, I would gather all the other dudes and I would go full fucking Braveheart and I would egg their frat house and I would do all sorts of shit because that is so absurd to me. That, that that that's how people live their life. I have I don't I don't much care for fraternity and sorority life. I was never a part of it. I and I think the reason I so I, I think I have such a strong uh disdain for it is because people would look at me and go, What's up, frat boy? Like I have that right. I have that I'm very white. I you have. do have a very frat boy look, or at least you had when I met you, like yeah. pre-beard. Yeah. Right? You just had a frat boy look. Yeah. It's just what I look like. I couldn't grow a beard until I was almost 30. So mm -hmm. it's just what my head looked like. And so you grew a beard the day after you lost your virginity? Wow, that's pretty good. So I really, <laughs> I really disliked, uh, I, I mean, and I was the opposite. I lived, I didn't even live I didn't, I never lived on campus. You know, I went through some stuff when I was early in college. And then by the time mm -hmm. I got later in college, I was like, I'm not fucking living on campus. So I, I really, ev everything about the idea of fraternities, every most, I mean, there's some great people I know who were in a fraternity. I have some friends who I know were in a fraternity, yeah, me too. but uh, that culture, I despise it. And this is the least surprising thing I've, I've never heard of that before but it's the least surprise a bunch of fucking insecure douches who like to exclude and act better than everybody else and throw f the type of fucking people who throw proms in college that's what they do that's yeah, think know, of how big of a fucking loser you are ah see it's every <laughs> once in a while you get me revved up and then people think i'm a dick and then we have to get some comment on our fucking you know our reviews page where somebody goes i used to like this show but size just an asshole a judgmental asshole oh uh, no we i know we also get the i used to like this show till they became woke cucks yeah well, it's a like, couple listen, of 
I'm what not a woke, but I, of... I do have my opinions on both sides. That's it. And I'm gonna, yeah, it's, I love that we live in a time now where like if you if you dislike something, everybody's so fucking sensitive that either side. By the way, both fucking sides. So fucking sensitive, yeah. sensitive that you can't even be a person. You know, we, you know, it's uh, we. Should we talk about bread? I like a good wheat bread. What do you like, Chad? Wheat bread? That's a little dark for my likings. I don't know, fella. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, just, you're right. They, they I are, just they're think, losers. I, they're fucking losers, dude. If you go to college and go to a, a, if you go to college prom, these fucking things where they dress up like. And maybe I live a different lifestyle. I don't, I have, I never as a kid, you know, thought that like the cotillion, like that Southern fucking put on a, get all dressed up, go to the gala. I don't like that. So I, maybe I don't need to be so judgy about it, but that's not something that interests me. Presentation events where I have to present myself and it's all about getting dolled up and being a the top of society. I don't fucking... And I'm sure people in in that world are like, that's not what they're about. That's not what they're about. They're about community. Eh, fuck, whatever, losers. Well, here's the thing. So, like, if you if you are in a frat and you skipped those things, or you were like, yeah, this fucking sucks, or you allowed other males to go to your parties, it is crazy. First of all, those southern things where they all get dressed up and it's a ball. It's those. I've never been rich, but I can tell you, if I ever get rich. There is no chance that I'm going to take every opportunity to remind people that I'm rich. I mean, what a stupid fucking way to live your life. And these these fraternities, it's uh, you you have to be self-sustaining, right? I mean, you have the dues of the members, of course. But to use something like parties to get new members, to walk around campus on freshman orientation and go... Just so you guys know, you can't come to our parties and we have the best parties and you can't come unless you're a member and you pay your dues. That's a dipshit way to do it. There's a way, way better way. Are you a frat or a lifetime fitness? <laughs> yeah. You're just scared to go in and cancel your membership. You have to bring your parents and a bouncer with you to cancel your membership to either. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of great people who are nice and genuine. It's just like anything that people like people go like, oh, rich people are assholes. Like I know a couple of rich people that are the nicest, most genuine, wonderful people I've ever met. I'm like, there's yeah. always exception, but I, I do. So I'm sure there are a lot of wonderful frat people, but frat culture and that's and we're not even talking about the seedy underside of frat culture where you like the things oh, that wow. got that got fucking celebrated in the 80s and because it's been in movies, everybody's like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's being in the frat. And then you see it in real life and you're like, man, this isn't a fucking movie, dude. That kid, that kid almost drank himself to death right there. That kid who, if we don't make sure he sleeps on his stomach, he could not wake up tomorrow. Like yeah. that shit to me, I just, it's, that's not my vibe. You know me, that's never been my vibe. I'm not a party bro. I was complaining to this about Kel- uh, to Kelsey Cook and she told me, that there was this, there's a sorority that used to make girls for rush week, or I, I don't know what it's called for sororities, but maybe it's the same thing. But they used to make them put on uh, just their bras and panties, and they would sit on a dryer and put like a heavy towel in it. So every time it went around, it would shake. 
And then they would see where the girls, their bodies shook, like a little bit of fat. And they would circle it and they would have to lose the weight and come back for the dryer test again to show that they lost that weight. Can you even imagine? Dude, I never even thought about this until she told me that. I was so enraged. If someone would come to circle my entire body, if I was on a dryer, I would break the hand that they they had the marker in. I would break their wrist completely and I would shove it through their heart. And I never thought I had that in me, but that's how I would kill the person that did that. Yeah, there, uh, I, I take an immense amount, like I went through a really hard time early in college um, yeah. had to live at home, and uh, I think I've said this before on the show, my best friend in college my freshman year was my grandmother, um, and uh, that is- <laughs> And you weren't getting laid, huh? That okay, is, well, listen. That is, I think that could be viewed uh, as, as a bummer, probably, but I gotta tell you what, I never walked into my grandma's house and she was standing there with a Sharpie ready to draw imperfections <laughs> on my body, so I- Fucking, I think I made the right choice. I think I, yeah, I, I to, think, I think going, having like three or four friends the entirety of my life and never being part of one of these groups was a good call. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I do want to tell you that, that knowing that you lived at home and your grandmother was your best friend, your freshman year of, of college. And the fact that I've been to a lot of places you've lived and have never found any bodies in your basement. I am so proud of you. Thank you. I think I turned out pretty well for a guy who went through a traumatic experience and then had his best friend be his grandma his freshman year in college. I think that was a pretty impressive uh I'm a really I'm really a gal. If you what do you if like all of a sudden this went south, like one day, you know how when they find out like somebody's a serial killer or somebody did something horrible, mm -hmm. right? And everybody goes, oh, "I wouldn't he was so you know, affable and interesting and, you know, fun and nice. Like they, that's, that's cause, cause people are nuanced, right? They, you know, right. they want evil to be evil. If all of a sudden, and I'm gonna let you end the show on this. If all of a sudden the story broke and we found out I was not a, like there, I had been hiding something this entire time. What do you yeah. think it is? I think the thing you're hiding is the fact that because you still have a lump on your penis from the first time you masturbated. That's why you ask women to choke you so they'll forget about the lump. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.